0: You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Well, at least the first quarter in Atlanta was fun. Everything after that was terrible and the Kings' 121-106 loss to the Hawks on Saturday night. Sam Amick of The Athletic released more information about the Sacramento Kings and their approach to the trade deadline, information on Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, Nemanja Bialica, and more. And after a complete collapse at home in the fourth quarter versus the Hornets, the first time these teams played, can Sacramento get revenge tonight? It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's Locked on Kings podcast is presented by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And I'm certainly not going to say that this is the Kings season to break me because we've all been through much worse being Kings fans and Kings media members. Regardless, this Kings team has put us through worse than what we're seeing this year. That being said, I am exhausted talking about the same thing on a night-in, night-out basis with the Sacramento Kings. Getting off to a strong start, outscoring the Hawks 33-22 to in the first quarter where the Kings were able to score at the rate we know that they can score at while playing halfway decent defense. They weren't shutting the Hawks down by any means. The Hawks were missing shots because the Kings, for the most part, were rotating, communicating on defense, and contesting. But we knew that wasn't going to last, right? There was not a person watching that game who's watched the Kings at all this season or really for the last 15 years that thought, hey, the Kings are going to be able to sustain this through the entire game. Although I don't think we expected it to turn around as quickly as it did. Following the 33-22 first quarter, the Kings were outscored 39-18 in the second quarter, 37-30 in the third quarter. That's a grand total of 76-48 to 48 in the second and third quarters. From that point on, the Kings are in a hole. They're playing from behind. They had no chance to win this game. I'm tired of talking about it. The same struggles, the same mistakes, the same pitfalls, the same inconsistency. If anything, the one thing the Kings are consistent at this season is not being able to sustain their positives consistently. You expect it but it still exhausts you. And that's the Kings media and Kings fan perspective. I can't even imagine what it's like from the actual Kings organization, Kings coaching staff, even Kings players perspective. I feel bad for De'Aaron Fox. He has little to no help. He's trying to do everything on his own. He scored 32 points. I think that's the eighth or ninth time. No, it's the eighth time this season that Fox has scored 30 plus points. He did so on 24 shots. He probably should have and needed to take more. Also had seven rebounds and six assists. Rashawn Holmes had a nice game, 20 points, 12 rebounds, potentially raising his trade value. By the way, the Kings only shot 16% from three-point range. Dear Lord. But other than 32 from Fox and 20 from Rashawn Holmes, the next highest scorer was Marvin Bagley, who got off to a really strong start in this game, scored and pulled down a lot of rebounds, really, in his first five or six minutes, but finishes with just 12 points and seven rebounds and only 24 minutes played. Why? I don't get that. I do not understand why Marvin Bagley only plays 24 minutes in this game. Why is Marvin Bagley not playing 30-plus minutes a night? I don't care about how much it hurts the Kings' potential chances of winning, and I don't even buy that excuse because the Kings are basically running a seven-man rotation right now. Why is Marvin Bagley not playing 30 minutes a night? Clearly, limiting him to only 24-25 is not resulting in Kings' wins. Play Marvin Bagley more. If you're really trying during this gap year to figure out if Bagley is part of your core or not, or if nothing else, you're trying to raise his potential trade value going into this trade deadline or this upcoming offseason, why are you not playing the man more? Compared to a lot of other Kings fans and Kings media members, my criticisms of Luke Walton have been fairly mild this season. He always has questionable rotation decisions that I scratch my head at. But I haven't been as frustrated with Walton as many others have been. It's because a lot of the issues that I see with the Sacramento Kings, I don't blame on Walton. I don't put the Kings players' inability to play consistently on both ends of the floor, but especially on defense. I don't put that all on Luke Walton. But a decision like this makes no sense to me. I understand Walton is coaching for his job, and I understand winning basketball games is what's important for Luke. But in the Kings' best quarter... When they outscored the Hawks 33-22 in the first quarter, Marvin Bagley played a majority of those minutes, played them well, didn't play too much for the rest of the game, and the Kings got smacked. I don't get it. I'm glad Tyrese Halliburton is back from his injury, but he is really rusty right now trying to work his way back into a rhythm. Eight points, four assists in 24 minutes. He struggled, and when he's bad, the Kings bench is just colossally horrible, and they're already really bad to begin with. We've sat through some terrible teams here in Sacramento over the last 15 years. I don't know if we've seen a Kings bench as bad as this group, hence the reason why Luke Walton is almost forced to run like a seven, maybe eight-man rotation. The Kings bench is horrific, and the only saving grace that they have is if Tyrese Halliburton is playing out of his mind. And we all know that Tyrese Halliburton is on a one-way ticket to the Kings starting lineup eventually. might not be this season, depending upon if they're able to move on from Buddy Heald, and I'll update you on what Sam Amick had to say about that here in just a little bit. But this Kings bench is terrible. Sacramento's bench was outscored 37-21 by Atlanta. It felt like 80-5. On top of the eight points from Tyrese Halliburton, you got seven points from Corey Joseph in 18 minutes. He's another one of those guys where I've not been nearly as frustrated with as many Kings fans have been this season, although I do admit he has not been good. He has one more year on his contract, although it's not guaranteed. I don't think there's any way he returns to Sacramento next season. He might be on the move at the trade deadline as well. We'll have to wait and see with that. And then Nemanja Bialica, who is most certainly on the move. Only four points in 18 minutes. He was a minus like 19. And Jamias Ramsey got two points when Walton emptied the bench in garbage time. So much is on these starters. And so much is on De'Aaron Fox. And when you expected that much from your starters, when you need that much from them because of such a short rotation, and you only get 11 points in 39 minutes from Harrison Barnes and 10 points in 37 minutes from Buddy Heald, you're going to lose every single game. Kyle Draper said it best in his conversation with Katie Christensen after the game on TV Saturday night. He said this team needs a roster overhaul, but the question is, are they going to get it at this trade deadline, or are they going to wait till this offseason and the seasons beyond? It was great to see Bogdan Bogdanovich suiting up, even if it was for the other team. He's been dealing with injury issues this season. He was very unimpressive and really a non-factor, finished with just six points on two of 12 shooting, and four rebounds in 22 minutes. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, or be better? There is, and if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a 3-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to meditation and mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Trust me, in 2020, we should have all recognized that mental health is incredibly important. Headspace boosts your mental health immediately. And I know meditation can kind of be a taboo word to some people. Give Headspace a try. See how it can positively impact your life. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. I promise you, at the end of that month, you will be feeling much, much better, and you'll want to keep Headspace going. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. The March Madness bracket is out and you know you can bet on all the action from this year's NCAA Tournament, On betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. On top of college basketball, there's of course the NBA, the NHL, MLB is right around the corner. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Hey, let's look at the line for tonight's game in Charlotte. Kings and Hornets. No surprise that the Kings are not favored in this game, but they're not massive underdogs either plus three and a half tonight against the Hornets. You can bet on that game and so many more on betonline.ag. They have you covered for all the news, the scores, and the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get off the sidelines and get in on the action. Make some money on BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Early last week, Sam Amick and Shams from The Athletic released an article talking about some of the trade rumors around the NBA, and a lot of it had to do with the Sacramento Kings and the potential trading Harrison Barnes, really to the Boston Celtics, who are the team that is clearly most interested in his services. However, a lot of it seemed to come from the Boston perspective, as we really haven't heard much out of Sacramento. Over last week, I had a ton of great conversations. I hope you listened to them. My conversation with Kyle Draper, who said there was a 0% chance in his mind that Harrison Barnes was going to Boston. I had a conversation with Sean Cunningham. I had a conversation with James Hamm. And in the end of it, I shared with you after all those conversations, reading these articles, I felt that the Sacramento Kings were not going to budge from Harrison Barnes unless they got a can't-refuse offer. That a young player and a late first-round draft pick or even a couple late first-round draft picks might not be enough to get the job done. Well, Sam Amick released an updated article today for The Athletic. Talking about a bunch of trade rumors, and of course, there was more on the Sacramento Kings. He started it off talking about Harrison Barnes, and basically, what he said is that the Kings want more than late firsts and young players for Harrison Barnes. They're even potentially looking for a piece that can help them compete for the playoffs right away. I don't know if that means this season, I don't know if that means going into next season, but basically, if the Kings are going to move on from a player like Harrison Barnes, they want a proven commodity with value in return not just young players and draft picks. I understand part of that can be considered a smokescreen because, of course, Monty McNair is going to try and boost the value of Harrison Barnes, and that information going public puts more pressure on the Boston Celtics who are in desperate need of a player like Harrison Barnes to maybe now they're willing to trade a little bit more. That being said, if Boston wants to get a deal done, guys like Marcus Smart probably have to be involved in addition to first-round picks. Regardless, Sam says it's likely that Harrison Barnes remains a Sacramento king. Some more notes from this article, Sam Amick said that he would be shocked if Nemanja Bialica was still a king by the end of the trade deadline. That shouldn't surprise anybody. He also talked about the potential of a Hassan Whiteside deal with the Los Angeles Lakers who are looking to bolster their front court, especially with the injuries currently to Anthony Davis. But there was also another piece of this article That was not surprising, but disappointing to me, and it had to do with Buddy Heald. On Friday, I shared that I still feel it is a top priority for the Sacramento Kings to try and move on from Buddy Heald, but not give him away for free. I think it would be a tremendous win if the Kings could find a potential suitor for Heald that is willing to take on his money and give some sort of value in return. Now, equal value is a pipe dream. It's probably not happening. In fact, I know it's not happening with the amount of money that Buddy Heald is making. But that was based off the assumption that teams didn't have the same value for Buddy Heald as the Kings, specifically Vlade Divac, paid him. Well, now we have this nugget from Sam's article today. He reported that Buddy Heald's contract is minimizing his market to an extreme degree. Amick says that it is even more likely that Buddy Heald remains a king than it is that Harrison Barnes remains a king at this point. Unless Amex sources are wrong, which is basically never, the feeling around the league is that Buddy Heald is significantly overpaid, so much so that his value as a prolific shooter, a historic three-point shooter in the modern NBA, is not worth the amount of money he is being paid. That speaks volumes to me, and it also doesn't surprise me one bit. Does that mean that the Kings will never be able to move on from Buddy Heald? Absolutely not. There's a very good chance that the Kings revisit shopping Buddy Heald this offseason, and maybe it's more likely they find a suitor. In fact, I'll throw out a prediction. I threw this out on Twitter earlier. I think that after all of this noise, after all of this smoke, all this conversation, the trade deadline itself will be rather uneventful for Sacramento, meaning both Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald will still be Kings, which I don't like but I'd prefer to just giving one or both of them away for rags. I believe Nemanja Bialica and Hassan Whiteside will be moved, and then when we get to this offseason, especially around the NBA draft, depending upon where the Kings end up with their pick, we probably will see Monty McNair aggressively shopping both Heald and Barnes again, maybe to move up in the draft or to secure one of those big-name talents that Monty McNair said he was after when he took the job here in Sactown. That is my prediction on how things are going to play out. And I know to the impatient Kings fan, which I totally understand why you feel that way, you might be disappointed by that. You want to see a move. You want to see a shakeup. You need to see a shakeup for your mental health almost. I also get the frustrated fan who wants to see the Kings tank for a draft pick, who would love to see the Kings finish in the top five in this front-loaded 2021 draft. Because you know that moving on from Harrison Barnes or Buddy Heald or both significantly increases the Kings, I guess, suckyhood. If that's a word, it's not. But I'm going to make it one. Therefore, increasing their odds at a top draft pick. But I think in the end, as impatient as I am as well, holding on to the two is probably going to be the right move. But it's also a gamble. Not so much for Buddy Heald because one less year of his contract could make the difference, and his value is already pretty low to begin with. But for Harrison Barnes, who is arguably at his peak value right now, his value may never be higher than what it is going to be and what it is now with the trade deadline approaching. You're gambling that that value will either sustain itself into the offseason or that maybe it will increase this offseason depending upon other teams' needs. I'm excited to see how it plays out, but I'm expecting a rather quiet trade deadline for Sacramento. What are you feeling like? Gut feeling? Let me know. At Matt George Radio on Twitter, or you can email me, mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com. And look, we still have 10 days until the trade deadline, so this doesn't mean we're dropping all trade theories and, and all rumors and speculation. We're still going to hit that hard for the remainder of this trade deadline period here on Locked on Kings, including more great guests. So don't worry about that but at this point in time the morning of March 15th it feels like it's going to be an overall quiet deadline for Sacramento maybe not through their choice maybe they would love to make a splash but the right deal has to be there Kings aren't just going to make a deal to make a deal as far as I understand Monty McNair's job is not that on the line if Vlade Divac were still here now that would have been a completely different story entirely Again, let me know how you're feeling about this, gut feeling on what you think the Sacramento Kings are going to do, at Matt George Radio on Twitter, or email me, saclocalmedia.com. I've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, delicious tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best, so we are doing Built Bar. Bar Madness. Today's matchup on BuiltBar.com. You can check out the bracket right now, and this one is a big one. In fact, I'm going to need the Locked On Kings podcast to rally behind my vote here. Toffee Almond versus Mint Brownie. If you've listened to my Built Bar reads in the past, you know how much I like Mint Brownie. My goal is to get Mint Brownie at least to the final four, but hopefully into the championship. Mint Brownie over Toffee Almond. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and vote for Mint Brownie or you're dead to me. You can also vote on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. By the way, last week on Friday, Cookies and Cream defeated Churro Puff. They are the first in the Elite Eight, also known as the Enticing Eight, on BuiltBar.com. Submit your votes today and remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BillBart.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. So it's the Kings and the Hornets tonight in Charlotte. Remember the last time the Kings and Hornets met? The Hornets beat the Kings 127-126 to when the Kings absolutely collapsed in the fourth quarter. So I imagine there will be a little extra chip on the Kings' shoulder. Now, will that mean anything or actually translate to a Kings victory? Who the hell knows, but I know the Kings were embarrassed by that, and they're going to want to get their revenge tonight. Will they be able to do so, though? I have my doubts. I'm hoping for a strong game from Tyrese Halliburton. We were robbed of the Tyrese Halliburton versus LaMelo Ball matchup, but now with the injuries that Tyrese Halliburton has been dealing with, he is certainly not playing to the level that he was playing at. LaMelo Ball has beyond secured, in my opinion, the Rookie of the Year award, unless he completely collapses here in the second half of the season, but likely he will lead the Hornets to a playoff appearance in the Eastern Conference. So the Rookie of the Year race, to me, is pretty much done, but still we're going to get hope. Hopefully a good matchup between LaMelo Ball and Tyrese Halliburton tonight, and we know Halliburton is in need of a good game after the uh, first two struggles that he's had since coming back from his injury after the All-Star break. Also, please give Marvin Bagley 30 minutes tonight. I don't care if it results in a loss. You're losing anyway. Give Marvin Bagley 30-plus minutes in this game unless he either gets into foul trouble or he is just absolutely downright awful, which I know he will not be. Give Bagley 30 minutes tonight. Those are really the only asks that I have in this game. I expect very little from the Kings bench. I'm hoping Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes can provide a little bit more than what they provided in the Atlanta loss. Hey, maybe they can both continue to boost their trade value if possible. I don't know, but I really just want to see 30-plus minutes for Bagley, a strong performance from Tyrese Halliburton, and I guess another 30-plus point game out of De'Aaron Fox, because why the hell not? Take 30 shots tonight, De'Aaron. Who cares? Regardless of what happens, we will be back on tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast. Like I said, in addition to talking about the games, we will continue to have great coverage, speculation, conversations leading up to the trade deadline. I'm hoping to have a guest for you on tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast. So please join me for that. And if you could leave a review of this podcast, that would be awesome. Best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave a little blurb about what you like about the podcast, why you would encourage other listeners to tune into Locked On Kings. And of course, stay safe, stay healthy, and join me on tomorrow's podcast. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.